Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. Hey guys, Rod here at A Better Way to Farm. Thanks for tuning in. It's Monday afternoon, and it is snowing here in southeast Iowa. We were supposed to get a blizzard today. It didn't even start snowing until about 3.30. We'll see what happens. But appreciate all of you tuning in. It's a real pleasure to get to talk to you. This is going to be a four-part series. And the reason that it was prompted by something that Karen did, she made some comment on the page about profitable farming and got lit up by several people who basically were discussing all of the gloom and doom and how miserable everything is. And we know that farming is a tough business. We don't even profess to try and take away from that. We understand that. However, we know there are lots of people who are doing quite well. And like anything in America, there are people who are getting into an industry. There are people who are flourishing in the industry. And there are people who are failing in that same industry. And so what we want to do is take the advice of my friend Dennis, who says, look, life's not that tough. Just figure out how it works and get on the right side of it. So let's talk today. We're going to come in here and we're going to talk about how it is we can get on the right side of it. So we start with how to make a profit farming part one. And guys, this is also going to be one of the few times this one and the next three, we're going to talk specifically about some of our products because I know I've had different ones contact me and go, just exactly what is it that you do? And that's our intention. We didn't do this to try and sell you a lot of stuff. We do this to bring information. And our goal is that you make more money because you ask the right questions and you start thinking and you start making the people deal with you think. And so that's what we're really all about. I think the favorite question a farmer should have is they should say, why? Because when that nutrient salesman, that equipment salesman, when whatever it is, is trying to upsell you to something else, the question is why, and if the answer to the why question is because the salesman needs more money because he wants a bigger commission, that's not the right deal. Our goal, to make sure that everything that happens in ag is good for somebody, and our goal is to make sure that somebody is you. So let's talk about this. Today, we're gonna to discuss how it is we're gonna make a profit farming, and we're gonna make a profit farming by getting the right start. How many times have you been involved in something and from the very beginning, it just was tough. You know, it, it got off on the wrong foot. It never did really hit its stride and it was just painful. We were watching Shark Tank one night and one of the sharks on there said to the guy, goes, look man, relationships end like they start. And this started way too hard, I'm out. And sometimes when we start our spring, we start way too hard and we're out before we get in. And that's unfortunate. So what's the right start? Step number one is pull a soil test. And guys, we've been traveling quite a bit this winter. We've been in Sioux Falls. We're going to be in Ankeny. We've been in Kansas City. We're going to be in Indianapolis. You know, we've been in many, or uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We've been in a lot of different places. We've been in Kearney, Nebraska. We'll be back in Lincoln. And here's the deal. I talked to so many farmers and it's heartbreaking who when they ask for their soil test, all the nutrient supplier gives them is a loadout sheet. They say, I'd like to see my soil test. And they hand them a sheet that says you need 150 pounds of 1846-0 or 100 pounds of 1152-0. And let me add, they're probably, for whatever reason, they tend to gravitate towards the wrong product. If you have low pH and you are going to use dry broadcast, 
You should be using 1846-0 if you have high pH and doing dry broadcast. You should be using 1152-0, and they usually have that backwards. And they want you to put on a couple hundred pounds of potassium chloride. And so the, the soil test is always the same. It's not a soil test. It's a loadout sheet. Guys, we want to see a soil test. I think sometimes I'm not sure they even run soil tests. They know what they're going to sell you, so they don't really bother with that step. Guys, I'm going to post a picture of a soil test here in the comments when I finish so you can see what all is on there. But guys, know this. When I look at a soil test, the first thing I want to do is I want to look at organic matter and CEC because that tells me what we're working with, what we can do, what are our choices of being able to go and row place starter, what's our choices on different things. We want to know what the pH is. We're going to definitely look at the ratio between potassium and magnesium. We know that's really, really important. And we're going to take a look at that P1 to P2 ratio. Again, very important. We're going to look at all of those micros because getting the right start starts with this soil test. And we have to have a soil test that shows everything I've just mentioned. If it doesn't, then you've wasted your time and money. Now, let me say this. In the event that you are grid sampling for calcium management, I would use that $10 test that just shows NPK and, and pH. That's, that's a wonderful thing to do when we're grid sampling to fix our pH. And that is a good idea. Beyond that, I want to be looking at how is it that we're going to go out here and we're going to address the deficiencies that those plants have. How are we going to get that good start? Well, we're going to get a good start because we have a good test. And then we're going to take the good test and we're going to get good recommendations. And standard recommendations lead to standard results. I literally had one of my guys call me and he was talking to a dealer there and he said, our soybean yields aren't cutting it. And the dealer said, well, how much are you getting? And my friend replied, well, we're getting about 50 bushels to the acre. And the nutrient supplier said, well, that's good enough. Well, that's code for you're making enough money, you can pay your bill, so therefore I get to eat. But we're not worried about whether or not you can make your farm payment or you can do the things you want to do with your kids or you know, get that new vehicle that you're needing to trade. Good enough isn't a standard, folks. It's not a standard in quality. It's not a standard what we do. It's not a benchmark. The whole deal is I don't, I'm not so much into competing with the neighbors or competing with other people. I'm going to compete with me each and every day. I'm going to try to be better tomorrow than I am today. I'm going to be better next year than I was this year. And our whole goal is that for you, 21 is better than 20. So we're going to get the good start. We're going to pull the test. We're going to look at the recs, and I'm going to post those here in a little bit. And our recommendations, guys, are going to talk to you. We have recommendations for a dry program. We do not hold you hostage. I'm going to strongly encourage you to spend your dollars row-placed first. I'm going to strongly encourage you, if you haven't already done it, you get on our podcast. You find a Better Way to Farm podcast, and you listen to the two podcasts that we did with Dr. Richard Mulvaney because he's gonna turn things upside down. A lot of you have contacted me via text, you've called me, you've sent me messages, you've reached out because what he said was so upside down to what we've been taught. And guys, we have to understand that that which we have been taught, that's which we knew with every fiber of our body, when there's new information comes out, sometimes we have to make a change. In 1491, everyone knew, and I mean everyone knew, the world was flat. But by 1493, everyone knew the world was round, okay? 
Got a little new information. And I think Dr. Mulvaney's got something that's going to take your world from flat to round. And it's going to make you a lot of money. So give it a listen. I'm not going to talk about it on here, but give it a listen. So we've pulled the soil test. We've looked at the results. We know we need NP and K. And we're going to talk about how it is. And I'm going to do another one on NP and K and talk about how we're going to better manage that nitrogen. And I think that's going to be tomorrow's. And you're going to want to tune in for that because we have a management tool that you're going to want to use. And that management tool is going to raise in price on Monday because who would have guessed the active ingredient in our management tool is used in COVID testing. And in case you're wondering, yes, they're going to raise the price on us a lot. <laughs> hey, Andy. Yeah. Listen to them twice and you're going to listen to them a few more times. That's probably a good idea. I'm going to take that as a win. And so we've got the test. We know that we need NP and K. So we're going to look at what are we going to apply in furrow. Assuming our CEC and our organic matter are sufficient on 30 inch rows, we can go up to six gallon per acre of our product safely in the seed trench and suffer zero, zero drag on emergence. And folks, we've got to make sure that our starter is reducing stress, not inducing stress. And a lot of the starters that we can use are inducing stress. They're cutting down on your germination. They're cutting down on your final stand. And we want to make sure that we are not doing that. We want to be the ones who are doing the right thing, making a big difference, and getting those plants up and out of the ground. But more importantly than just the starter is what are we doing with our zinc, our manganese, our copper, our calcium, our magnesium, and our boron. And guys, I want to talk to you a little bit here. In our quest to get a good start, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to soil test. And before we ever get to putting fertilizer on the seed, let's talk about a couple of things that we can do, a couple of cheats, if you will, to help you. One of those is a product that we have called Amplify. It's a seed emergence aid. It comes in a dry form and a liquid form. Either one works great. The better the mix, the better the response. We want to make sure that we are getting really good coverage on that corn seed when we do that. And what that is, is it's an energy source. It's a sack lunch, if you will, because that corn seed germinates and the active energy in it is called adenosine monophosphate. And all we're going to do is put a little extra adenosine monophosphate on that kernel. So when it cracks open, there's just a little turbo boost there to get it up out of the ground. We know that it's been well documented that a plant that emerges late causes yield drag. And I just heard some guys were at a meeting the other day and they indicated that a plant that comes up four days late has about 92% yield drag. And so consequently, those are really just a weed. They truly are. Our goal is to get all that corn up out of the ground in about a four hour period. That's what our goal is, even emergence. And the Amplify product works great on alfalfa, it works great on wheat, it works great on oats, it works on all of your grasses. We have a companion product if you're growing soybeans called Magnify. Magnify is a live rhizobium bacteria. If you want to give your plants a good start, we want to get off on the right foot this year. We know that rhizobium bacteria are not indigenous to the United States. Neither were soybeans. Soybeans came from China. We had to figure out how to import that bacteria because they'll do better. They'll nodulate better. They will just produce more yield in the presence of adequate rhizobium bacteria. And so what are we going to do? We're going to treat that bag of seed for somewhere less than way south of $2 per bag or $2 per unit. It's going to make a tremendous difference. So we have got a tremendous opportunity here to get that plant off on the right start by using Amplify on the grass or the corn, using Magnify on the soybeans to get it up and get it rolling. Another thing that we're going to look at to get the right start is a product that we have called WEX. 
and I'm astounded by the number of people who've got a hold of these. You know, I got to give a shout out to Bex. I appreciate them. Whatever seed you're using is great, and that's your decision. However, Bex has done a great job with their PFR, with coming out and going, look, man, we're going to do practical farm research. We are not taking money. We just take your product, and we test it. Now, here's the deal. When you give Bex your product, they're going to publish the results. Good or bad, they're putting them in the book. And so I know a couple, three years ago, there was a product in there. And after three years of testing in multiple locations, the average net return per acre was negative $33 and a penny. That product didn't work. We have four products that are PFR proven. The Amplify product in multiple years, in multiple locations, according to Bex, will make you $13.56 net per acre. And that's figuring that you're buying at a retail, which we're not going to do. You're going to hook up Factory Direct and have products shipped straight from the home office to your house and take out all the middlemen, okay? And it's also figured on $3 corn. So now that we have corn better than 3 bucks, and instead of buying the Amplify for $4 per acre, you're going to buy it for $2.32 per acre or $2.50 per acre. It's going to make a big, big, big difference. The next product I want to talk about that's PFR proven is a product called WEX. If we want to get serious about making a profit farming, I'm going to take a little sidebar here because those of you who work with me who are watching this, you're waiting for it anyway, and I'm going to tell you to buy your own sprayer. I get it. Sometimes we use someone else. That's kind of our hired man. I'm going to suggest if you're farming very many acres, having your own sprayer will pay your hired man. You could actually hire someone who would run that sprayer, do it right, put on the rates that you want, do all of the things that it takes, do it in a timely fashion, and I dare say you could pick up enough money to pay his wages, and then he can do stuff for you all year long. So he can take off a whole lot of stress just for you. If you don't have a sprayer, if you don't farm great big, then you, maybe we look at a pull type that doesn't break the bank. If we're farming you know, one, two, 3,000 acres, and maybe we look at a self-propelled where we can go a little faster, do a little better. And I just want to encourage you. There's someone that just joined the call here. It's good to see them. And I can remember when they bought their first self-propelled sprayer. And I know what a difference it made in that operation. And I appreciate those guys down there in Cape Girardeau a lot. So if you're going to come on, you're going to have your own sprayer. You're going to do some pre-emerge chemicals, especially on that corn. Then we're going to put WEX with it. Why are we going to use WEX? Well, WEX is one of our products. It's a pre-emerged surfactant. And that pre-emerged surfactant, guys, is going to make that corn have a better set of roots. I promise you. In thousands of tests, the average root mass increase using WEX is four ounces of dry root matter. Four ounces times 30,000 plants, 120,000 ounces per acre. I don't know what that is. It's somewhere, what, maybe 6,000 pounds of extra organic matter. That's tremendous. Just the organic matter is worth it. You're also going to have less plugging of your tips. If you're using an atrazine derivative, you will not get that powder buildup where the hoses sag. You're going to be able to wash out with a garden hose and move right on to the next thing. The cleanup is actually very simple. And guys, Wex is one of those products. I just took an order today for a guy who's buying it in bulk. We can sell it to you in partial semi-loads or full semi-loads. And the average rate on that is a quart per acre. That quart per acre, Factory Direct is going to run you ballpark $5. According to Beck's PFR, they're going to say you're going to get a net return, a profit of over $6 per acre for using that. Plus, your chemicals will work better. Yes, it will. 
Yeah, chemicals. Thanks, Isaac. I agree with you. Buy a sprayer. I can't say that enough. If you don't have one, I want you to seriously consider how that you're going to do it. Work from that mindset. How am I going to accomplish this? How am I going to get it? How am I going to run it? How can I make this happen? Because then you're in charge of your own destiny. And WEX is a part of that destiny and something that you want to do. So now we've treated the seed with Amplify or Magnify. We've sprayed our pre-emerge chemicals with WEX to get the extra root mass and the extra yield that it brings and the chemicals to work better and weed kill to be stronger, to maybe cut down on some volatilization of whatever we're spraying pre-emerge. We've done that, now what? Now it's time to put the seed in the planter and it's time to fill those starter tanks. What are we gonna fill them with? Because this is a big decision. You see, sometimes we try and fill them with something that's cheap. I'm always astounded by the guy who has $250,000 in his corn planter looking for the cheapest junk fertilizer he can buy. He's not looking for an old 494 John Deere with runners, with shoes, all right? You know, that'd be a lot cheaper. We'd save a lot of money if we go back to a four-row, say four-row, 38 inches wide, probably pick that up for scrap price. You know, man, we could save a bundle, just a bundle. So why is it that we spend so much money and do it, treat our corn planter the best way we can? We buy the most expensive seed, the best seed that we can find, and then we turn around and we buy the cheapest junk fertilizer that we can lay our hands on. Guys, here's the deal. Here's the mindset that we need. It doesn't matter what your fertilizer costs per pound. It doesn't matter what it costs per unit. It doesn't matter what it costs per acre. The only number that's relevant is how much are you spending on fertilizer per bushel? What is your per bushel cost? And I dare say that if you will do this the way we want, we can drive down your per bushel cost significantly. And we really, that's what we're always working for. Now, it isn't just a matter of putting that 318.18 or that 816.11.2 or that 215.19.3 in that tank. It's also a matter of putting the micros with it. And let me back up and say, a lot of us have been using 1034.0. And we know for a fact that a corn plant in the first 45 days needs more potassium than it does phosphorus. It takes up more potassium than it does phosphorus, and yet we have neglected that. And guys, spreading potassium chloride, according to Dr. Mulvaney, will probably actually reduce the amount of available potassium that you have. And so I just want to encourage you, that's why we gravitate towards a 215-19-3 with 3% sulfur. We might gravitate to a 318-18 if you're one of the lucky 5% that don't need sulfur, and there is only 5% of America that doesn't need it it's really important to put that, some of that sulfur down. We're gonna talk about putting sulfur down again tomorrow in a different way and getting more of it because we need it. But for today, let's assume we're doing the right thing. We're using a 215-19-3. What goes with it? Because what goes with it is possibly more important than the 215-19-3. It's so important that if your soil test says you need six gallon of 215-19-3 and your budget says I can't do that and the micronutrients, then I'm gonna suggest you back up on the fertilizer and put in the micronutrients. Most of us have adequate P and K. It may not be tremendous, the levels may not be through the roof, but they're adequate to grow 250 bushel corn or 300 bushel corn. And so what do we gotta do? We've gotta replace it so we force feed it. We're gonna shove potassium into that plant earlier, but we're gonna back up on some of that to address what we need for micronutrients and secondaries. We want to make sure, we know, when we look at that soil test, if that P1 test is above 25, 
We know we need zinc automatically, regardless of the zinc level. We know if the P2 test is above 50, we need zinc automatically. It doesn't matter what the zinc level is. We know that across America, we have watched our manganese levels just crash. I have worked with more guys this year who need as much as a gallon per acre. Guys, when we started this, we didn't sell any manganese. 28 years ago, nobody needed it. We sold like 20 gallon the first year. Now we got guys buying it in semi loads. A lot of the guys need somewhere between two pints and nine pints. I've seen people who need nine pints of just manganese and here's what I promise. I promise that if you're deficient, that deficient in manganese, there's no amount of NP and K that you can put on that will achieve the yield goal that you deserve. Because we have to fix that limiting factor and we're gonna start that by row placing. We may not get it all in the row. So then we're gonna talk about a two by two additional. We're gonna talk about how do we foliar feed it. That's tomorrow or the next day. We're gonna talk about maybe buying a set of furrow jets and putting more on into the wings because we know we can put six gallon of fertilizer and five pints of micronutrients right on the seed and be seed safe as long as we have 2% organic matter and a CEC of 10. So we say, all right, we need more. So we put on the furrow jets and we put it in the wings or we do a two by two or we come back and we foliar feed it, but we address the micronutrients that we need. And I have really good news for you guys. I'm going to suggest to you that a build program is the biggest joke that was ever down the, come down the pike. And why do I say that? Because some of you, you have farms and your grandpa went into a build program in the 60s. It's 2021, guys. If your grandpa hired someone to build a house and in 2021 it wasn't built, would you consider firing him? Actually, you'd probably have to fire his kid or his grandkid because the guy that started it ain't even here anymore. And yet somehow we got guys who still think they need to be in a build program. Folks, if a build program worked by definition, wouldn't it already be built? That just makes me want to smash my head against the countertop here. Guys, let's stop worrying about a build program and let's figure out how to force feed the nutrients into that plant. Let's get the most back out of every dollar that we spend. So let's force feed that 215.19.3 and let's force feed that zinc and that manganese. And if we need copper, then we wanna do that. If we need magnesium, we wanna do that. What's the clue that we need magnesium? If your K in parts per million is greater than your magnesium in parts per million, probably gonna have a magnesium deficiency in that plant. And so we got different things that we look at. Guys, boron is the only nutrient we have that cannot be row placed. I want to make sure, I make sure you understand that. Cannot be row placed. So how are we going to talk about that? We're going to do that tomorrow or the next day when we do NPK, S, and B. But we want to put a little bit on when we plant. That goes in with the pre-emerged chemicals. Guys, I just want to share with you just a couple of quick thoughts. There are some phrases in ag that I absolutely detest. I detest the phrase, you'll probably get away with it. That, if you move that into English, it says one year in 10, this could be a train wreck, but it's your money, not mine, and I don't care, right? If someone says, I probably get away, you'll probably get away with it, you need to get away from them, all right? They don't have your best interest at heart. I don't like the phrase, it'll grow out of it. You know, there's lots of things that your corn can grow out of, but it isn't, will it grow out of it? Probably. The question is, what did it cost us in the meantime? How much money did we lose? because we were growing out of it. 
Another phrase, I've added a third one to this, is I get the salesman who they come out and they talk to you, the grower, and they say, hey, we got this new product. Why don't you try some? What are they saying? They're saying, we don't have a database on it. We have no idea if it's going to work, but why don't you try some and you'll tell us. If it works, cool. We'll sell you some next year. If it don't work, we'll forget this ever happened. We got our commission. We're on down the road. We'll have something new for you to try some tomorrow or next year. Guys, we don't have products. I want you to try some. When we make a suggestion for a product, it's because we've tested it and we know what we're going to get. The only time I like a surprise is on Christmas morning, okay? I don't like surprises when I'm harvesting. And so we want to make sure that we're doing something that's proven, not something that we're going to try some. Another thing that I want to share that's heavy on my heart is the people who come to you and they have some kind of a micro pack. They got all the micronutrients that you need in one jug. And strangely enough, my boys that I work with in South Dakota and my guys that I work with over in Iowa or Illinois and the guys I work with in Texas and Kansas, they want to say that everything anybody needs is in this jug. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Does it work? Sometimes. They know most of the world is zinc deficient, so they put a little zinc in there. Now they know that most of the world's starting to get manganese deficient. So they put a little manganese in there. It makes you feel good because you put in three micronutrients and you feel like you did something. Guys, if you want to feel real good for a little bit, go take a warm shower, all right? But putting those micronutrients in there in a package like that is going to do just about the same thing as that warm shower. You'll feel better for a little bit, but you're going to have to do it again. And the bottom line is this. When we make a prescription per field, for micronutrients. It's based on what that field needs. I have guys that I work with and they've got one field that needs a bunch of copper. They got another field that doesn't need any copper at all. So we wanna make sure we're putting on a bunch where we need it and none where we don't. So I don't like the phrase, try some. I don't care for the deal micro packs because again, everything that happens in ag is good for somebody. The question is who? Who's it good for? Is it good for the guy selling it? Is it good for the people building it or is it good for the guy buying it? Because it's got to be good for the guy buying it or it doesn't, it is not sustainable and we won't be a part of that. So folks, I went on quite a while here. You think you can expect this to be a podcast and if you haven't followed us on our podcast, please do. Give us a look to us, A Better Way to Farm the Podcast. If you do that, give us some ratings, share it with a friend. If you find value in what we do here on these lives, I want to encourage you, share this with some friends, tag a friend or six. Get them to come over and take a look. Encourage them to just give a listen to what they can do and maybe some idea they can pick up that they can make more money. That's the bottom line. Share it with a friend. And guys, if you're interested, if you're seriously interested in how to do this better, then get us a message here on the Facebook page on Messenger or give me a text at 641-919-1206. Feel free to give me a call. I'll call you back, I promise because that's one of the things that we're good at is we try to call everybody back in 60 minutes and we always call everybody back within the same day. Guys, I love what I do. I'm passionate about this. This isn't a commercial. That wasn't what I wanted, but I've had several people say, you need to talk about exactly what it is that you do. Here we are, we're telling you. So the products of the day are 215-19-3, Amplify, Magnify. One other thing I didn't mention is soil excito and I'll probably pick up on that tomorrow and um, the micronutrients and the secondary elements. And guys, I'll get in a little bit more tomorrow when I'm doing the nutrients on why our micronutrients are different, but just know that not everything is created equal.
Guys, I love what I do. I appreciate you tuning in. Share us with a friend. Get us a message. Let us help you have a better 2021. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.